0: welcome to the no wasted days podcast i'm blaine marion
1: and i'm courtney marion
0: and on this podcast we dive deep into the unconventional ways we got sober
1: and how we continue to stay sober
0: welcome to the no wasted days podcast i'm your co-host blaine marion
1: and i'm courtney marion
0: today's episode 40 we're gonna talk about the oil patch
1: (laughs) fucking fully loaded coming your way
0: should be a pretty good episode we're gonna tell a couple stories of uh back in the addiction days, and uh, just kind of talk about addiction in the oil patch. And I know Courtney, you haven't worked in the patch, but you've been around me.
1: <laughs> been around with all your degenerate fucking asshole tester friends for 50 years. Too. Yeah, there
0: you go. You know uh, you know a about, bit about uh, how the patch guys are anyway.
1: Well, and I did fucking office administration for a pipe inspection company for two years too. That was yeah. That was like that was like payroll and fucking GST. Yeah,
0: working in a nice warm office, you don't know nothing about the patch, not the real patch. (laughs) You
1: know what I did know though? I did know that on payday, if the fucking they weren't paid by like nine o two, these assholes were fucking in my office up my ass. I'm like, holy fuck, calm down. You can get your coke later.
0: (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Party plans that night? Yeah,
1: shit. Some kind of plans.
0: So in the oil patch. And I don't know if it's as bad now, I don't (laughs) think it, eh, it might still be. But there is a lot of addiction in the oil patch and a lot of a lot of people drink, a lot of people do drugs, you know, cigarettes, all that. And I just kind of wonder to myself a lot, like why? And I think a big thing of it is just you don't have a lot of time to yourself. You know, you're working a 12-hour shift plus you got sometimes you you know if you're lucky you got to drive half an hour or an hour there and back every day. So there's like 13, 14 hours a day that leaves you 10 hours to yourself and you got to eat, you got to sleep. So a lot of people kind of, I don't know, I don't know if the long hours just make them miserable and they're looking for an escape. I think that's what I kind of was back in the day. I just like it sucked that you had to be there for that long that once you did get off, it was like, okay, well, I'm just going to tie one on and live how I want to live, I guess. I don't know.
1: Live off fucking, uh, what did they call that? A horse breakfast, caffeine, <laughs> yeah. and nicotine. Yeah, I gosh. just assumed, I mean, yeah, I never worked in cat myself, but I just assumed all you cunts did it because that would keep you awake for fucking 14 hours a day. No.
0: Well, no. No. It made it even worse.
1: Well, yeah, but you, I guess, I don't know. Uh, this is your area of expertise. You're the one who thrived in that envi- thrived in that environment for fucking yeah. a decade.
0: Being hungover and like, oh, can barely even pay attention to what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> well, what was that? You fuck I like miserable, miserable with the job or just miserable that you're away? Like what I was it know. that kept you? Yeah, fucking- just a
0: mixture, yeah, probably. And the I mean the work wasn't it was stressful back what I was doing before. It was lots of bullshit, you know. Sometimes you had like big crews of like 12, 18 guys, and, like, you're in charge of it all. It's like, oh, my God. Then you got some asshole coming up to you complaining about some bullshit that doesn't even affect the job whatsoever. It's like, man, I have 50 other problems I'm dealing with. I don't need your bullshit. Like, fuck off.
1: Yeah, you guys and your fucking (laughs) pissing contests out there. Alpha male bullshit.
0: It's so much better the job I do now because I just, I work with good people, and it's just, I just do the work myself most of the time because I'm just that's just the way I am you know it's like oh this needs to be done I'm just gonna do it because whatever I got nothing else to do but uh it's definitely a lot like working in the oil patch is so much easier when you're sober oh my god like you actually get rest and uh oh, it's so much better
1: well, I'm like it used to be fucking crazy back in the past. You like oh, used to man. go to camp for like I think 80 days at a time. Like you yeah. guys were fucking animals, man. So I mean, you got to think if you're working, like you said, 14 hours, 12, 14 hours a day, if you include your travel, yeah. you're fucking away from home. Like, you, like how are you blowing off steam? You don't even have fucking time to blow off steam, really, do you?
0: No.
1: So what do you do? You go and get fucked up with the other rejects, all your fucking yeah. crew. I'm assuming that's what you used to do.
0: Yeah. yeah, it all kind of depended. Like, sometimes we worked way up past Fort Nelson, and we were, like, three hours in the bush. So we actually never drank there. And those were my best camp days because all the crew was there, and we were all sober. So it was, like, cool. But then once we got out of camp, like, oh, man, it was... Our, like, 10 days off was a complete write-off. We'd be getting hammered the whole time.
1: You guys would get fucking hammered on the way back, and the guys fucking puking oh, at the and yeah. shit. Oh,
0: yeah, up out the windows. Oh, yeah.
1: Showing up at the fucking house, and Blaine's got a fucking truckload of drunk testers. Like, holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs>
0: you this- remember back, yeah, back in the day, we'd all, like, work together, and then we'd all drink together, and it was insane, some of the shit that we would do. Oh, my God. I can remember, like, oh, this one time we were driving this guy home, and we were all drinking all the way from, like, Fort Nelson, all the way home, and uh, so we get home, and we're uh, you're dropping everybody off, and we're making plans, like, hey, like, I'm going to drop you off here, you're going to go shower, and we're going to meet up, go to the Dill after, whatever, <laughs> and this one older fellow was just hammered, we're like, hey, man, like, where do you live, and then he comes out, and is like, oh, like, me and my old lady broke up while I was in camp, and. I don't really have anywhere to go and all this shit. And I'm like, well, I just took him to the crew house and threw him out on the lawn. And I was like, see you later. I got shit to do, man.
1: <laughs> and by shit to month. do, you mean you got to fucking come home, shower, get fucking shit-faced, and uh, head out to the dill later? Is that what shit? You should have at least yeah. took him to the dill, you fucking asshole. No, he
0: was like so drunk that like, he couldn't even walk. So I'm
1: like, oh, here you go. Do you remember that one kid who, I won't say his name, but you're going to know as soon as I fucking tell you what he used to do? That used to wander around the crew house um, with no pants on? No. Jesus Christ. Oh. Put your fucking pants on, remember? Yeah. And like every time he got drunk, he was fucking naked.
0: Yeah. Oh, Yo, like, yeah. You know who that fucking was. <laughs> it took me a little while. <laughs> this yeah, I
1: know. Kid was fucking absolutely feral wild. Oh, like, man. Every <sighs> time
0: he got drunk, I see that kid's pecker.
1: Right? <laughs> they used to call him shitty. was <laughs> 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 I forgot about that fucking kid was an animal oh, man there's oh. a lot of crazy shit that used to that fucking that old crew house if those oh, walls man. could talk like it's so light. funny because
0: i drove by the old uh, <laughs> there's an old oil patch uh old company i used to work with their crew house and yeah if those walls could talk my god the shit that used to happen there oh man i one time there was the boys went out and they got all drunk and <laughs> They brought some random guy back from the bar, I guess, and he got drunk there or whatever, and he passed out on the couch, and it turns out that guy ended up living in our crew house for like three or four days, and (laughs) nobody really knew who he was, people just thought he was like a new hire or something, he's just some random like homeless dude living there, finally the cleaning lady came and was like, who the fuck are you? And they kicked him out. But he lasted like three days there.
1: That fucking K. Like, I swear to God, there is probably a dead hooker in the freezer still. Like the fucking shit that went on there. I was there once and they called a hooker. (laughs) I'm not even fucking exaggerating. I was like, hey, like, what the fuck is going on here? And like there's
0: there's been a few hookers there. There's
1: been a few. Yeah, they're still probably like rotting in the fucking foundation. There's some crazy shit that happened there. And like, what do you think about it? That was a breeding ground for addiction holy fuck oh yeah there i do remember again i won't use names but there was one guy that fucking used to just coop himself up every stint when he was on days off and just get shittered i think he used to play the tar uh, yeah. like he just did that till it was time to go back to fucking work like there was some crazy crazy shit going on in that fucking place and because, yeah
0: i remember there was guys like that would lock himself in the room and drink and like they wouldn't even leave their room. They like piss in bottles. I'm just like, what the <laughs>
1: fuck, fuck, bro. Ah. Man, I thought I was
0: bad. Fuck.
1: I know. But you know, we were just as bad because we were fuck. We spent more, fuck, as much time at that crew house as we did as, as our own house. Like, fuck, yeah. we were always over at that crazy fucking place. One time some guy had a knife. <laughs> Do you remember? You know yeah. who it was? Yeah. And I took it and hit it because I was like, holy fuck, what is going on here? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus, like, Jesus Christ, that, Jesus, that place is fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah, that is where addiction was fucking born to bloom, holy moly. Yeah,
0: yeah, the crew house and then and then uh <laughs> I was working this was after like the Fort Nelson camp days. I started going to camp around Pink Mountain and that was just oh man. We got in so much trouble there. We never got caught, I don't know how. But like the Pink Mountain liquor store <laughs> is actually it's in the middle of nowhere. If no if anybody knows where Pink Mountain BC is. You have a gas station, liquor store, and you have a hotel and a couple camps. Like, there's nothing there. And the Pink Mountain Liquor Store was one of BC's top-selling liquor stores in all of BC (laughs) one year. Like, it just goes to show how much booze that is going on up there. But anyway, we used to, like, uh, one time it was New Year's Eve, and the whole crew, I had, at the camp we were in, I had my own, like, it was like a consultant shack basically. So it's like, I had my own trailer and I invited the whole crew over. We watched the world juniors hockey game and we got drunk Well, except for one guy. Cause everybody hated this one guy.
1: <laughs> Only sober fuck.
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah. You. Anyway. And, uh, the camp was putting on fireworks and they invited <laughs> us all. I was like, yeah, like at uh,
1: midnight, you know, we're
0: going to shoot fireworks and all the camp staff would be there. So we're like, Oh, cool. Sure. So we're, you know, after supper, we're fucking tying it on, getting drunk and, you know, 1130 comes around. So we're like, oh, let's go to the fireworks. Yeah. So we all pile in, I don't know, someone's truck and we drive up there. (laughs) And we figured like, oh, New Year's Eve, like everybody will be drinking. Well, no, the camp staff wasn't. And we showed up hammered. And I'm like, oh my God, we got to get the fuck out of here before they like obviously know that we're drunk. And they
1: skid the fucking lot of you drunk pricks. Yeah, Yeah,
0: so we get out of there, but somehow one of the guys I was working with, one of the hands was in the back seat and somehow he fell out of the truck. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know if we I think we were like driving, but not very fast, but I don't know how but anyway, he fell out and he... (laughs) he actually like cracked his rib holy fuck and he, so we keep drinking and you he take him up, to the medic or what oh fuck no <laughs> we kept drinking and he ended up passing out in my shack so the next day to get up for work i'm like oh fuck come oh, on get up i had to wake him up and he's just like holding his side he's like oh, oh. like i oh, know, get it together so we get to work and he kind of toughs it out for like two days and finally he's just like i gotta go on days off man i gotta get this looked at <laughs> so he goes on days off goes to the doctor and yeah apparently yeah he had, like had a broken rib or something like that and i was like oh man <laughs> like, you couldn't even like go up and down the stairs at work i was like damn
1: fuck that must have been painful when he like finally sobered <laughs> up and was like jesus christ oh
0: yeah Ugh, some funny. of the and the one uh, another time too <laughs> me and my uh, one of my buddies, we used to drink at work quite a bit. <laughs> so we got drunk and of course I'm like, Oh, let's go to town. Cause I'm, you know, I was drunk and I wanted to get drugs. <laughs> so we go to town and we fuck around there for a bit. And then we come back to camp and we're at camp at like, I don't know, probably three in the morning. We got to get up and leave at five. So <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to sleep. We had like this, uh, it was like an SUV that we all drove, we all rode together in to work. So he's like, I'm just going to sleep in the SUV so I don't sleep in. Because he was like famous for sleeping in, especially when he's drinking. <laughs> so he's like, he just passes out in the SUV. And then I'm like, OK, well I'm going to bed. I go to bed, and I get up two hours later, go to work. And another one of the supervisors came by and like seen him sleeping in the SUV. and was like, what's wrong with you? Are you OK? It was so fucking funny.
1: Jesus Christ didn't you guys would not somebody get drunk and fucking get that SUV stuck <laughs> yeah that was me was it you that got it stuck yeah. and you had to call somebody to come fucking in the middle of the night come get you out so you didn't get skidded like yeah back. me
0: and another guy took the SUV one night and we were driving around having some beers and we ended up getting stuck yeah <laughs> we had to call our buddy from town because we tried getting one of the guys from work to do it but he's like oh I can't leave like oh, so like, oh fuck what are we gonna do
1: yeah, you were fucking famous for the old drunk, drinking and driving fucking techniques, loser cruises back in the day, hey? Oh, yeah. Ugh, not your finest moments. No, definitely not. But you survived without any, de- any fucking uh, DUIs, so that's, that's surprising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, what a shit show. I, I, I always, like, wondered that, too, or not wondered, but I always thought about that. I was like, fucking, you got used to drive so much in the oil patch, like, and you were drunk or hungover all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like you're fucking, even when i was
0: hung over i was still would have blown over
1: well fuck, yeah you're lucky you didn't fucking get in an accident or something you're like fuck man like that's yeah. your yeah you're fucking you got somebody uh somebody checking checking things out and keeping you on the straight and narrow holy moly yeah no kidding it's pretty fucking wild that whole <laughs> <laughs> that whole scenario is just a fucking just a shit show eh? yeah
0: yeah it's pretty crazy like the just when you when i started in the oil patch i was literally 17 i was just a kid i didn't know anything i was so stupid and, and like throughout that time i just kind of like grew up a bit but then you know you just fall into addiction and like i think i would have been i would have been an addict regardless of if i worked in the old patch or not but i i don't think it helped
1: i think it fast-tracked it a little bit yeah
0: i think so too you know you're working with these guys and then it's what do you do on days off and you. You kinda of, you come become friends with them and then it's like, oh, let's go get shittered next thing you know <laughs>
1: Well and you gotta look at it this way too, right? Like you're so at seventeen, that's pretty fucking young. You're a product yeah. we're all products of our environment. Like ninety nine percent of us are products of our environment. Mm-hmm. So everybody else is fucking doing it. You just you literally said the one guy that was sober nobody fucking liked. <laughs> they were being mean to him because they are like, oh, the fucking weird guy that doesn't drink. No,
0: doesn't we weren't drink. mean to him because he was sober. He was just a cunt.
1: There was another guy, too, that nobody liked because he was sober. Yeah. There was another guy that used to, like, make him drive you guys around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was responsible. I'll give you guys that. Fucking, yeah. I'm proud of you on that one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, you have to think. You're fucking 17 years old. You're making, you know, decent money, especially back then. You're a kid. You yeah. don't know what fucking real money is.
0: I know, I wish I would have had some, like, money management skills like I do now back then.
1: Yeah, but in high school, (laughs) high school will teach you how to, like, square dance, but we won't fucking teach you how to balance your fucking money. Man, why couldn't I just
0: invest, like, $100 a month? Fuck. Well,
1: I don't know. Why did we wait till 30 to get fucking sober? Why did we fucking wait till our mental and physical health was fucking completely in the shitter before? We're like, hey, we should probably do something about this. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: Live and learn. Live and learn and try to do better.
0: Yeah so now though the oil patch is so much different with me being sober it i can't even explain the differences like
1: i could explain it yeah yeah so blaine in the oil patch 10 years ago used to fucking drive drunk and get shitfaced with all his buddies and they puke in the fucking truck and show up uh. half dead to work now they fucking tell stories about beekeeping and they exchange salsa <laughs> yeah we do yeah that that is the fucking <laughs> difference in the world right now to fucking yeah gardener. we exchange
0: salsas yeah and talk about gardening working out it's true
1: <laughs> right that like is that's true. a pretty big fucking that's a pretty big dynamic switch from what it used to be yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck
0: it is funny too because now that you know in this sober life when i'm at work i'm actually like there you know i'm not. Like, oh, I'm hungover and just want to sleep the whole day because newsflash, in new the oil patch, you can sneak in naps. I don't know if, if anybody's out there who doesn't work in the patch, they don't know that. Fucking worst
1: kept <laughs> secret.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah hungover, you can sleep the whole day away if you want. Then you get
1: caught. <laughs>
0: Uh, even if you
1: get caught that uh, pipe inspection company I worked at when they were because we got the fucking they got the building yeah and like when you first got the building like you have to put in security and you have to get inspected and you have to have it set up for secu- like safety and whatever yeah. like actual business I remember getting so fucking hammered the night before that it was like winter time like mm-hmm. middle of fucking probably just January cold as fuck I showed up the security guy was coming yeah to like put in all the cameras and stuff. I showed up, I let him in and I passed out on the fucking couch. I woke up, he was gone. (laughs) And then I was like, he left me a note. He had written on a fucking (laughs) sticky. I remember him writing. Yeah. The the sticky note said, I'm not quite finished. I'll be back tomorrow at eight. Hopefully you'll be, hope you'll you'll be back tomorrow at 8am. Hopefully that's not too early for you. (laughs) And I was just like, (laughs) fuck me, man. I literally, yeah, I like fucking, they had this old ratty couch. I just slept. I was like, good thing my fucking boss didn't come at that point in time. I think he was out working in camp. But, yeah, just a complete, utter fucking wreck. And yeah. I can't even, like, I can't even fathom what the fuck was going through my brain. Or I can't even fathom, like, I can't stay up past fucking 11 o'clock yeah. It's a late night for me nowadays. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs>
0: yeah. Unreal. That is funny.
1: Oh, it's fucking gross. Just, I remember just being like so just like sick and just like stinking of like old booze and just like, ugh, <laughs> shame. Yeah. Fuck me. But it's has to be alive.
0: Right? One of the cool things about the oil patch now too is I keep running into other sober people in the patch. It's very odd, I think, to just to know this many people in the patch that are sober. It's, I don't know, it's strange it's cool it it's is very cool yeah it's
1: because people are evolving too right and like i mean you gotta look at it this way too like so you started in the past when you're 17. Mm-hmm. you're just fucking young this young buck there full full of piss and vinegar you're fucking 33 years old now yeah we're we're getting old bitch like we don't we want a fucking garden and beekeeping shit. not everybody wants to drink till they're senile
0: i'm not old i'm just getting into my prime
1: yeah uh, actually, I feel that too. Like I don't, yeah. feel, I don't feel old for. I feel great for being thirty-two. I feel like I'm fucking. I still feel like a kid.
0: But, uh, just this last camp stint, this one of the guys I work with his truck. I don't know. It was really muddy and something. I mean, it wouldn't shift into gear. Anyway, long story short, I had to give him a ride to work uh, the last couple days, and it just turns out the first day when I gave him the ride a ride to work, he was two years sober that day. That's sick. Like, what are the fucking chances? And I somebody mentioned to me that he was sober and I I never even talked to him about it yet. So this like just ride to work just gave us an opportunity to talk. And I just like brought up my sobriety and he was talking about his and stuff. And he's like, actually, I'm today, I'm two years sober today. I'm like, what are the odds that we are, you know, his truck broke down and he's riding with me. This day and of all days. I just thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever.
1: Well, and you know, I don't fuck we don't believe I don't believe in coincidences. Me neither. So like I don't know. I'm not a betting woman. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh just with my money, no longer with my life though. Yeah. Um, but I would yeah, like that shit happens for a reason. I wouldn't be surprised if that person has a fucking role future in your life.
0: Yeah, maybe. That's
1: a really weird again, I don't believe in coincidence. Just like I don't, like, do you ever, do you ever, like, we all have people come and go in your life, but do you ever have people almost come and go in seasons? Yeah. Like, so, like, as you're sober now, now you're running into all these fucking sober people and you're running into, Mm -hmm. you know, but, like, back in the day when you're all about the fucking hard times and the drinking and the being a piece of shit, you're running into all these people that are fucking on the same path, similar path as you, right? Yeah. Like, as you go through seasons, and I find that very, I find it, like, since I've gotten sober a lot, how, like, the people you surround yourself with change and how, like, people are naturally drawn to yeah. you when they're on similar-ish paths.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: You know, it's, it's fucking, the like, universe aligns in a weird fucked-up way. Yeah. But I think the universe also, like, as much as it fucking aligns you with people, it pushes the people that don't have a fucking place in your life out as mm-hmm. well.
0: Yeah.
1: Which I think is almost like... Like, I don't know. The universe is taking the fucking trash out for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I betcha in that scenario, like that kid, that whoever it was, I don't remember what you said his name was, I betcha he'll later down in your life, I betcha he'll resurface and play another, Mm -hmm. there'll be another aspect to it. Yeah, probably. That's my predicament.
0: Yeah. And it is true because what you do in life and who you are as a person does attract like the same kind of like-minded stuff. Like even when I'm, when I'm in camp and I go to the gym every day. I see the other people that are there and then automatically we have this like, like I see you in there busting your ass and you see me in there. So we become like, we talk about it, you know, it's like, Oh, what are you doing? like, what's your workout today? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it is like, it's cause you know, you have a common interest, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah.
1: Or even like I've noticed too, with like, especially, you know, being so young and fucking nose diving deep into drinking and drugs and addiction all the shit that comes with it Mm -hmm. so like i had a group well we all had groups of friends then but like i had a group of friends that i was super close with Mm -hmm. and then you know as you fucking grow up everybody moves away they go careers they do this they do that and then like you kind of break apart. and like you find out through the grapevine like holy fuck they're fucked up too yeah. And you're like, ah, shit, like, that sucks. But then, like, there's even been people that I've almost, like, as I've fucking jumped into sobriety and I've started to, like, whatever, I've started to realign with people that were fucked up back then mm-hmm. that are now trying to do the sober life as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting how the universe will put, like, the universe will put, will bring people into your life to fucking help support your goals yeah they'll kick out the and then they'll kick out fucking people that don't support your goals and yeah. every once in a while you'll like run into people that at one point in time you kind of aligned with right because you were both piece of shit so you're both fucking partying drinking being assholes yeah all of a sudden fucking 10 years later in sobriety you're aligning with this person again yeah it's, that's it's one, very interesting
0: that's one weird thing about the oil patch too is i'll run into somebody that i worked with like 10 years ago and obviously i'm a totally different person now And, like, for the most part, usually they are, too, but sometimes they're not.
1: That's worse. And it's
0: just, like, you look at them, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, you're still the same bar star kind of, you know, look at me, big jacked-up truck and douchey sunglasses. Like, ugh. know those people, I'm just like, oh, yeah. It's nice to, like, say hi, but I'm like, yeah, leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) Like, I don't want anything to do with you.
1: Well, that's just it, right? Like, fucking. Hung over
0: three days a week at work. Four days, it's like, oh, fuck, yeah, I bet you that's fun. Right. It's not. Showing up, up hungover,
1: fucking looking and smelling, like, four-day-old hammered shit. Like, right. get the fuck away from me. Yeah. But that's the trash taking itself out, right? Everybody's got their mm-hmm. own fucking past. Everybody's got their own shit, their own demons they got to fucking deal with. And, I mean, I try not to judge too harshly because we had those demons not that long ago. In the yeah. grand scheme of things, were what, less than three years. So we're three years in December. Yeah. But, like... It's hard, though, because I want to, like, give compassion, and I want to be like, oh, yeah, I've been there, but I'm also like, bro, get the fuck going. Yeah. Get out of that fucking shit. The sooner you get out of that shit, you're either going to end up fucking dead 20, 30 years before you should, or you're going to end up a fucking beat-down, broken old man before your time. Poor woman. Whatever the fuck you are. Right. He, she, they, whatever the fuck you (laughs) want to be.
0: It's crazy that we've done all this in three years. Like, our whole life has changed. Everything about our life is different, and for the better. I can't think of one aspect of our life that is worse because we got sober.
1: No, no, I don't like, I feel like as a human being, even as a fucking human being, we're better people that we used to. Well, I mean, that's not hard to beat, but like, (laughs) no, like every aspect has been better. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, but I mean, it's like anything else. You're never gonna be perfect. You're never gonna be fucking 10 out of 10. Like you just said nine out of 10 is where the mental health usually fucking sits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like being sober, you give yourself a chance. Yeah. to see a high fucking potential or yeah, highest to, potential
0: to have a better life and everything in your life gets easier every single aspect of it. It's crazy. Even
1: your fucking crazy oil patch job where, you know, yeah. at one point it was a complete and utter horror show all the fucking time.
0: Oh man. And
1: like you said, I mean you'd fucking go do all the, like 30 days in camp and bring all these fucking bring all this fucking these guys back home with you like mindedness, right? Like yeah. and you're just carrying those fucking demons with you around for decades. Yeah. So it's interesting that, uh, yeah, it's interesting how your uh, little group of oil patch friends have evolved since then.
0: Yeah, it is. It's very strange. And the crazy thing is, is out of all the people that I've worked with, I still, and I will, have, like, lifelong friends from the oil patch. It's crazy. Like, I love some of these guys. They're such good people, and, like, they're not all bad in the patch, even though, I'm, like, most of them are.
1: <laughs> well, I don't But
0: there's like... usually, like, a handful of guys where it's just, like, yeah, like, these I, are my people.
1: Yeah, I bet you they all have left, even like, even the ones that you weren't that fond of have left a fucking some sort of impression, right? A, a mark.
0: I I've, I've always leave an impression on people I know, because I'll see somebody that I worked with like six, seven years ago, and they'll come up to me and go, like, Blaine, how's it going? Oh, what are you been up to? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I have no fucking clue who this person even is. Because I've worked with so many people, especially like hands over the years, where I just, like, unless unless they have left an impression on me, like, I'm not going to remember them. And, like, they remember me. And that, sometimes I feel bad because I'm like, I don't even know their fucking name.
1: Don't feel bad. At some point in our fucking... <laughs> at one point in your life, did you give a shit, though? You no. have to look at it this way. Did you, like, how many times you were just like, oh, I'm just training another fucking piece of shit green hand. <laughs> i still think like that right like how how often how often <laughs> was it where you're like oh fuck yeah this guy's a stud man like i'm gonna <laughs> keep around like few and far between right
0: yeah it takes like at least like three or four days before i'll even like try to remember their name <laughs> just call me kid come here <laughs>
1: well there you go right yeah there you go it's uh yeah it's Just funny how, you, where you started and where you came, you know what I mean? Where you are now compared to where you were before. Yeah. And just like, but I guess I'd like the love, like you said, how you're like, oh, I like my job now because I fucking, I'm just doing my own shit for the most part. I'm not fucking managing these fucking two fucktards that are fighting over whatever the hell. Yeah. Because that used to happen too. You guys would spend so much time together and there'd be like ones that didn't like each other and they'd be like beating the shit out of each other. and
0: And I used to have to deal with so much bullshit. He, I remember one time somebody came. They came into my office and they were all mad at each other. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And one guy literally looked at me and said, "He tried to kill me." And I'm like, "What? Like, settle down." <laughs> what? He, uh, he took a sample without masking up, and, uh, and there was like a little bit H 2s Like he wasn't gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like so dramatic. Like he tried to kill me. I was like, "Holy." Fuck, man.
1: Oh, yeah. That's another fucking. thing. And aspect. I'm, like,
0: dealing with all this other shit, and I'm just like, I don't need this. Like, fuck off. Go away.
1: That's another aspect. Blade's job was fucking dangerous. You're working with fucking sour gas all the time. So uh, being hungover, that must have been a real fucking
0: treat. It's only dangerous if you're a fucking moron.
1: I tell us a Buddy who figured <laughs> they was trying. To, the other guy was trying to fucking kill him. He was just a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: didn't Fair like enough. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: what a shit show! Yeah. You'll I'm just kidding. you'll bro, you because you put that into the fucking universe because you said they're like oh a pussy you're gonna run into him in like fucking two weeks.
0: Duh, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think he works in no the patch anymore.
1: Oh fuck! What a shame. Bad back. I remember
0: one time he was you were supposed to be watching a manifold and he, like you got to sit there and, anyway. There was like a, <laughs> a spool. Um, of wire, and it's like a big wooden spool. And I look out, and he's just laying on it. And I'm like,
1: "What the fuck?"
0: So I like radioed him, and he didn't answer. So I remember we threw an apple at him, pegged him to wake him up.
1: <laughs> he was like
0: sleeping on this fucking thing. Jesus. <laughs> See you later, fucker. Oh fuck. Here, have an apple. <laughs> wake up. They're
1: a bunch um, of fucking assholes, a bunch of yahoos out there. Holy. Oh yeah. You guys used to have crazy shenanigans. What'd you guys do with the hammers once? You painted everybody. Everybody got a, their hammers oh. painted.
0: Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we painted all the hammers in the in the tool shed, and there was one like really big one, and somebody called like they all had names. We all spray painted names on the hammers, and the one somebody called it like one of the guy's girlfriend's names. <laughs> he got so <laughs> fucking mad because they were like, uh... I don't know, breaking up and not, I don't know. It was, I think her name was Haley or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, grab me Haley, the big one. <laughs> and he was so mad.
1: Is was the same guy who got his boot caught in the mud and lost a boot and fucking had a meltdown? Oh yeah. Yeah. Real treat. And
0: then he was he was texting on his phone with the girl he was breaking with up with. With Haley.
1: Yeah. Haley Hammer. And then he was walking
0: to camp. He was texting on his phone and he like ran into the stairs and he fell and like hurt his wrist. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> some of the fucking people you had to work with I tell you.
1: Well, a lot of the young ones are pretty fucking pretty fucking feral hey oh
0: yeah fucking crazy
1: can you imagine though like the old like the older like the generation that you are now in the oil patch like can you imagine what they thought of like you when you were 17 and all these other fucking little dickheads that went in there with just guns ablazing?
0: can't be worse than what I think of the 17 year olds that are coming in now
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh There is, I don't know what it is about young people, but they are so fucking entitled. And I don't put up with it because I'm like, fuck you. If you don't want to do what I tell you, you can fucking leave.
1: Well, and you also came into the patch in generation where you were like scrubbing shitters and shit. Like, There's no fucking around. You're not entitled.
0: I got one kid, he had to back up the sewer truck. All you got to do is stand there and give hand signals. (laughs) And uh, he was telling the story and this other young punk was like, I would never do that. And then I looked at him and was like, you'll do whatever the fuck I tell you to do. Like, oh, you're too good to back up the sewer truck. You're fucking 18 and making 400 bucks a day. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's
1: a different time. Everybody's
0: so goddamn soft. Like, oh, I gotta back up the truck. <laughs> goddamn, this is the oil patch.
1: Pussy Get pack, out of here. The pussy patch. Now it sounds like. Okay, oh, this is the oil patch. As so you're like, what did you put in that salsa? <laughs> <laughs> what did you put on your? High- Strange strangers to make them so pretty this year. Like, fuck off. You're just as bad your old age old man.
0: Yeah, but I do my work first, and then we exchange salsa after.
1: Yeah, what is that other game you play? Hockey Broduku or Puck something? Dooku. Puckduku! that I had to hear about for like six fucking hours. Like, get out of here. Yeah,
0: me and Willis play Puck dooku. It's oh, fun.
1: Oh, yeah, I'll live the rest of life. <laughs> Making fun of the young bucks that can't do anything you're fucking borderline mentally challenged. And then there's Blaine playing Puckduku. <laughs> fuck.
0: Oh, shit. Well, guys, I hope you liked this episode on the oil patch. It was fun to do. As always, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.